there's more people in now. Um, Italy 2, Belgium 1. This team, what a team, man. Italy kicking out the number one ranked team in the in FIFA rankings. I love this team. I, I love this team. I hate this mic, but I love this team. What performance, what a togetherness, what mentality at the end. You see those guys at 10, 15 minutes wasting time, getting injuries, using the dark arts, Bonucci, Chiellini, knowing what to do. It's, this is what these guys know how to do, man. This is what these guys do. A lot of these guys, let's not forget, a lot of these guys are not even seasoned, you know, winners. Berardi, you know, Locatelli, these kind of guys haven't even played Champions League. Belotti, um, this is not a team of winners, but there are some core players in this team that know how to win and get things done. And we saw that out there today. You know, Bonucci and Chiellini, we don't, as Interisti, we don't, you know, we don't like them. And obviously even Juventini will admit they're not as great as they used to be but this is how you handle someone like Lukaku manhandle him he didn't hardly got a sniff in, in the match obviously he got his penalty he got his goal there was a few nice link-ups from Lukaku but hey man this is this is how you handle him and this is where the, the question marks come for Lukaku but this is not about Lukaku man this is about these Italy players kicking out Belgium once again Belgians must hate Italians by the way 2016 Italy kicked out Belgium 2-0 and Antonio Conte this time around 2-1 well, against Mancini's Italy so Belgians must really really hate Italians and uh, wow it's uh, it's it's just I'm just so gassed man I'm just so gassed let's see who's in the house we've got RB comps obviously Juve fan gassing up Chiellini but yeah we have to gas up Chiellini man we have to coming in you know injury I said I said in the pre-match I don't want Chiellini to play if he's you know 60-70% play him if he's actually you know fit and not, you know, do get likely to get injured like he did before. But this guy, 36 years old, still can handle it with the with the best out there. So yeah, shouts out to shouts out to Chiellini. We'll we'll get we'll get on to we'll get on to some of the some of the disaster classes, but let's at least focus on the on the positives. And let's focus for sub Daniele. Let's focus on the Barella turning up. Turning up, we've been saying that he's a little bit, you know, he's not feeling like the Barella that Inter, Inter fans know, that Italy fans know. He's been a little bit underwhelming, but this is what we needed from him. What a goal that was! Verratti and Barella combining, you know, people have been calling for Locatelli to start, but you see there, Verratti combining. But yeah, Barella really created that goal by himself in terms of getting past that defender and just unleashing that power. Powerful shot into into the side netting. What what a goal, man! What a goal! What a performance in general. This guy was a lot more calm on the ball. He wasn't giving it as way as much as he has been recently. He's not. He wasn't doing silly tackles. He was just on point and showing up on the on the big stage. You know, he's a big game player. Barella, we've seen at Inter. You know, against Juventus, against Milan in the derbies. This guy is a big game player, and he's turned up in the biggest game yet for Italy in his career. You know, against the likes of De Bruyne, who you know a lot of people are saying is the best midfielder in the world, but he he didn't look he did not look out of place there. So, Barella is definitely up there for man of the match, and we'll discuss who is the man of the match, guys. And um, yeah, RB Comps, as you said, Morella was uh, was um, was magical. Okay, let's get on to the negative because everyone's mentioning it, and I've put it in my um, in the in the bar below. Spinazzola heartbreak, man, really is heartbreak. I mean, for me, he's been the best Italian player this tournament till now. 
and even today, again, he was unplayable. You know, Munier, um, you know, Tielemans, Witzel, whenever, you know, whoever used to defend against him, Olderwara, or they just didn't know what to do with him. His pace, his, his, his dynamicism, his, his 1v1 ability, his touch as well, like everything, just on point. And as soon as he went down, it was, oh, that was painful to see, especially when the player pulls up by himself, muscular injury, you always know it's... it's is serious because you know players just don't pull up like that and he just made the the sign to get sub straight away so hopefully he recovers quickly but i think that's his tournament over the way he was crying tears very sad to see but spinatola man shouts out to him and he, he has he's had one of the one of the he's been one of the standout players in this tournament for me as i said best player for italy till now but now someone else needs to take over the mantle and it could be nicolino barella as we did today and we talked about, you know, the tactics before the match. Who's going to take control of the ball? Who's going to be looking to counterattack more? And we said, you know, it probably is Belgium will prefer to hit on the counter, you know, because of their pace on the counter. And they and they and they and they put in surprise inclusion of Jeremy Doku, who, my goodness, this guy was on one. This guy was electric. Um, you know, he's a very young. Um, winger who plays for Rennes in uh, in France surprise surprise star I don't think he's got any start in the, in this tournament he obviously Martinez was thinking about trying to exploit Italy's defense we talked about and I, I said in my pre-match that you know Di Lorenzo's probably you know the weakness of that of that back line when 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 Italy tuck back in into a three at the back with Di Lorenzo tucking in you know against Austria I feel like a couple of times uh, there was a few players that got in behind him or you know, Alaba won that header, which led almost to that Anatovic goal, which was disallowed. And today he was the one who gave away the penalty against Doku. But that pace, guys, <laughs> there's, I don't think there's, even if you put anyone, any other right back in our team there, you know, definitely Florenzi, Florenzi wouldn't be able to keep up with Doku. Um, so I'm not really blaming Di Lorenzo too much there, but he probably could have, could have done, um, could have done a little bit better um, in that, in that moment, it was a soft penalty, though. It was it was a soft penalty. You see them most of the time. They're not given, even though it was a shove in the back. I think, you know, looking back at it, it's definitely a penalty, but a very soft one that usually is not given. And if that one is given, then a lot more should be given, especially Lukaku. You know, this guy gets shoved like that a lot. But, hey, man. <laughs> hey let's calm this down, man. Every, every time I'm seeing someone performing well into fans are just like get yeah, this guy to enter you know it was like don't freeze before and i've seen people like saying yeah Zoma to enter it's just like come on guys let's still enjoy the tournament without thinking about getting these players uh getting these players to enter i don't even know where doku would really fit into enter anyway but yeah he's a very impressive impressive youngster so yeah i'm sure his price uh, has just shot up straight to the moon after after this performance um there was more a penalty for Italy than for Belgium. Um, yeah, Italy had a had a good shout for a, for a penalty too. But I'm, I'm guessing you're talking about the Jorginho one, maybe. Yeah, I, I didn't really get to see the replay of that one. But yeah, is as I said, it's a very very soft one, Roberto. Hey, yeah, let's talk about that as well. Donnarumma, by the way, another underrated, very good save against De Bruyne when he cut in with his left foot. That rocket was flying top corner. And Donnarumma makes it look so easy. But that was not an easy save, guys. Like This is how good Donnarumma is. He makes these saves look easy. And that's how scary this guy is. 
like this is a generational talent and you know i want i want to poke fun at the at the cousins milanisti for losing him for free but really like this you've lost a generational talent like this guy is going to be italy's number 10 for the next 10 15 years if he doesn't do something stupid or his mentality doesn't drop like this guy is ridiculously good and then he was talking some i guess he was talking some shit to lukaku he was talking some crap and uh, lukaku shushed him straight after the penalty uh, and I saw Donnarumma smiled as well, and that, that Milan Inter rivalry is still there, even though Donnarumma now is going to be a PSG player. But that that the Milano rivalry remains. Um, yeah, I wonder what I wonder what Donnarumma said to him, but I don't know what he would say to him because Lukaku's just scored so many goals past Donnarumma. He should be the last person to talk like that to um, to Lukaku, to be honest. But it was good to see. It was like some uh, some nice banter. A cash in the house, Forza Zuri, man. Yeah, man. Forza Zuri for sure. Ahmad Insigne got man of the match. Damn. All right, let's get into it. If, uh, if UEFA gave Insigne man of the match instead of Barella, mm. 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 let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let me share my who scored a screen with you guys. Let's have a let's decide who the man of the match was. Because for me, I think for a lot of us as Inter fans, we'll say Barella. But I can see why it was Insigne. Insigne today was on it, guys. I criticized him a little bit in my match preview, saying that you know, I wouldn't be even, I wouldn't be even against putting Chiesa on that side instead of you know taking out Berardi, because he just wasn't taking on players. He wasn't you know trying to create stuff. But today, he responded in terms of he was taking on players. I want to see actually how many dribbles he completed. Let's have a look. Well, he's only showing one dribble completed. I'm sure he completed more than that. I don't think that's accurate because he beat Tielemans really easily for that goal and oh, what a goal that was guys like Courtois is a tall very good goalkeeper and he could got, not get anywhere near that and even even he probably knew like everyone knew that Insigne was going to do that that's Insigne you know RB and Circle or RB and X uh, whatever whichever console you play on that was but you just can't do even if you predicted that you just can't stop it and um, yeah Insigne was was on fire today with his link up um I can see I can see why he was given I will see why he was given the um the man of the match who, who got them oh yeah Jesus Christ look at that Jeremy Doku with eight dribbles completed um had the highest in the whole match and Barella second with three so that's good to see but yeah I, I would give Barella the man of the match to be honest I, I'm not sure why Insigne deserved you know such a higher higher rating there I would give my man of the match to Barella, assist and a goal, you know, involved in both goals. So I would um I would give my man of the match to Barella. What do you what do you guys think? Let's have a look at the at the comments. <laughs> yeah, that's his that's his patented curler, trademark insignia curler, man. That's that's all that's all he's that's all he's got. Where are the days we had Vieri, Totti, Del Piero, Inzaghi, Natale now seeing Immobile Velotti? Yeah, you say it's true, it's true. But look at the rest of this team, though. This is this is what I was saying before before this tournament. I'm not really too bothered about this whole number nine argument because at the end of the day, it's more about what they offer off the ball, and that's where I have my problems with Immobile. You know, against Austria, he was not good, and today he was even worse, guys. Like he was even worse today, Immobile. We need to talk about Immobile because we I've been supporting. I'm going to support every player that plays for this team, but. That is not good enough what he offered today. Lowest rated player on the team, quite rightly. I um, mean, the starting 11, 6.1. I think he should be even lower because this guy's touch 
you know, people like to make fun of Lukaku's touch when he was at United, but this guy's touch was cement. You know, this guy, like nothing was sticking to him. And if it did stick, he would try to overdo it. He would try to take on a player. He would try to, he would overrun the ball. The amount of times he lost the ball. Let me have a look. Does it show? Yeah, he was dispossessed three times. But I'm sure he he um he misplaced a lot more passes as well. Like he was just he was just awful, man. Like I've said, I don't really care if, if Immobile or Belotti don't even score one goal in this in this tournament as long as they link up well. But the link up play was just awful from Immobile. It was it's just not good enough. And he was compared to the other players who were stepping up. You see our midfield, Jorginho, Verratti, Barella, like those guys, Insigne, the way he was keeping the ball, even Chiesa, you know, the touch. They just look like top class players on the pitch, and Immobile just looked like a fish out of water. He just not, it does not look like he belongs there. And you can say, I don't know if it's his mentality or his actually that's his that's the limit of his ability. But I don't think that's the limit of his ability. I think he just gets, you know, in this big in this big moments we've seen when he went to Dortmund, when he went to Sevilla, he's just a kind of he's a guy who just thrives in his comfort zone. Um, you know, we saw his goals at the beginning of the tournament in the group stage came. At the Olympico, we were saying that it sounds silly, but that Olympico Stadium home factor seems to actually be true for Immobile. It seems like this guy only thrives when he's 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 in his comfort zone, when he's at home, so to say. So, yeah, for me, he's just um, he's just not good enough at this level right now. But then you see Belotti come on. You know, he fights, he hustles hard. He's obviously he's got better hold up play because he's a lot more physical. But then again, his I didn't see much improvement in terms of link up or touch, you know, there it's just it's not great. I mean, I wouldn't even be against to play someone like Raspadori at this rate, who's you know, he's he's a link up player, he's he's a, he's a, he's almost like a false nine, or even one of the other wingers or midfielders to play as a false nine at this rate, because it's just with we're almost playing like with one last man. But I don't want to focus too much on um on the negative side of things. Um he he wasn't good, but at the end of the day, he's there. But shouts out to Adrian as well, Rabona TV. I'm sure, I'm sure he must have done a, a watch along for this match, man. I'm, I'm sure you enjoyed because, guys, I, I thought this match was going to be. <laughs> man had more grass stains on his kid than he completed passes. Yeah, we saw that moment where when Barella scored, he was on the floor, injured, and then he got up as soon as as soon as Barella scored. Like, yeah, this guy. That was that was his biggest contribution. Him on the floor causing chaos just by being on the floor. That was actually his biggest contribution. Um yeah, what was the, what was I saying? Um yeah, let's not focus too much on the on the negative guys. Immobile, yeah, wasn't good enough, but the midfield today, this is why I wanted that Verratti, Jorginho, Varela midfield. Maybe physically they cannot get outmatched. <laughs> Verratti was a little bit worrying in the first half. He was got that yellow card early. He looked a little bit edgy. He made a few other tackles that weren't great. And he might have even got the second yellow in the second half if uh, if the referee was a uh, was a little bit more more on it. But the way those guys control the ball, let's have a look at the stats. I'm pretty sure Italy had more possession, even though at the end it was all Belgium. I'm still quite confident that Italy had more possession. Let me have a quick look. Yeah, Italy ended up with 54% possession. And that's including that last 10, 15 minutes where it was all Belgium. So, you know, before that, I'm guessing it was over 60% for Italy. You know, more shots, uh, less on target, but, you know, completing almost 100 passes more than Belgium, 5% more pass accuracy. 
Great. What a great performance. And this is what I was talking about. I was saying Martinez, Roberto Martinez versus Mancini. Mancini is the superior coach to me. This is the Mancini imprint on this team. We talked about how this Italy team feels like a club team. And this is the, that's what it was like out there. This, these guys just know where to be, where to pass. There was a, there's a five minutes in the second half where the triangles were just non-stop. It was, you know, Jorginho back to Verratti, back to Barella. Like there was constant triangles moving around. And, uh, you know, the Belgium's teams, the, their pressing was was useless. Like the, key, the team was keeping the ball so easily. It looked like Spain from the... You know, 2010s, the early 2010s. So this Italy team, man, and I saw so many comments on Twitter as well. Like no one, no one's seen an Italy team like this. This is the most un-Italian Italy team you've ever seen, and it's so good to watch. Like it's so good to see that it's like that. It's um just it makes you proud to 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 support a team like this and the way the way that they celebrate together, the way they fight together. Bonucci and Chiellini, man, these are proper centre-backs. You see the way they celebrated when um, De Bruyne hit a rocket at Chiellini's and Chiellini headed it away and Chiellini was like telling him it was strong and like he was just enjoying, like they just enjoyed defending and uh, and working hard. And Spinazzola, man, oh my God, that goal line save, that goal line save against Lukaku, that's worth a goal. And Lukaku, man, this guy is just unlucky, isn't he? Like he's, I'm sure I haven't even looked at Twitter, but I'm sure there's going to be some memes out there of him, or some someone's going to look at why he should have scored there, why he should have got that header away. It looks like it was like literally a few millimeters away from his head. But it's just this is where yeah, Lukaku's reputation just kind of falters, isn't it? Like he just doesn't seem to have that luck that some guys have. Like Ronaldo, somehow will get you know two or three penalties in the match, and he'll you know. Get the get the win for Portugal. Lukaku got his penalty today, but he just he doesn't seem to just get the luck that luck that just to take him over the over the edge. You know, we've talked about on this channel, and you know, a few other people have always talked about like if Lukaku and Belgium win this um, won this tournament, which obviously they can't now. After Lukaku's season, it could have been you know you could have put Lukaku in the Ballon d'Or shouts, but I'm not sure now. I'm sure he's, he's still going to be in that top twenty, top ten list uh, Lukaku after the season he's had but yeah I don't see that happening anymore now unfortunately for him but yeah that's uh it's the it's the crew it's the crew world of uh of, of football hey we got Anthony in the house let's go brother let's go man you I'm sure you enjoyed that one waking up early to see Italy demolish the number one ranked team in the world yeah you're right man we 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 pretty much dominated that game. I wouldn't say for the whole game, but in terms of we had Belgium where we wanted them to. Um, there was a couple of moments on the counter-attack where Belgium looked really scary. But apart from that, I think you're right. You know, this was this was such a convincing display after especially that Austria match where it was not convincing. This one, even though the scoreline is only 2-1, this one's even more convincing to me than the three nils we had in the in the group stages. Like the the way we handled top class players today was 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 amazing. What's up, Keanu? Do you think Bastoni will have a chance to play? He asks. No, I think now. Uh, I think now that Chiellini's back fit, and we saw that Acerbi seems to be number two in line after Chiellini in Mancini's ranking. So yeah, I don't think we're going to see. Any more of Bastoni unless he comes on in the final stages of a match like he brought on Toloit today. 
to make it you know a five at the back but he could bring on you know bastoni as well but yeah unfortunately for inter fans i don't think we're gonna see we're gonna see much um of bastoni belgian midfield non-existent with the toby with the toby um from the office uh avi I'm, I'm liking that yeah that's where that's where the game was won the midfield and that's why i was saying you know locatelli didn't even come on to the to the, to the pitch today but that's an elite midfield Jorginho barella verratti it's an elite midfield. I know Locatelli is 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 grace and form. He's had you know a couple of goals, but there's levels to the game, guys. I keep saying, Marco Verratti. There's a reason why he's been playing at PSG for all these years. This guy is elite. That midfield is elite. You know, Barella's now shooting to that world class level. Now he's he's announced himself to the world today, and this is what I was expecting in this tournament. I was expecting Barella to shoot up to the moon, as Brozovic would say, football stars. Jorginho already did it this season with Chelsea winning the Champions League. This is an elite midfield, and that's what we dominate that midfield. You know, Witzel and Tielemans. I think Martinez played it wrong. You know, I feel like he probably should have gone with three midfielders in there. It just, it just didn't work. You know, the they were chasing shadows for a lot of that match, Tielemans and uh, and Witzel. So that's that's the Mancini masterclass there, and Martinez. You know, that the Jeremy Doku card almost worked. Like the, the amount of dribbles that guy completed, the amount of chaos that guy caused. But yeah, it just it didn't quite they couldn't get control of the ball. And um Chiesa as well, man. Let's let's give a shout out to Chiesa for the start in the game ahead of Berardi. He wasn't outstanding, but you know, he just causes chaos with his pace. You know, he can switch either side, he can go inside, outside. His work, his work rate to help out Di Lorenzo with Doku as well was was important. His his link up with Barella at times was good, but at times not great. But I'm happy that Chiesa got the start over over Berardi, and I think he probably now deserves to continue playing in that position. But again, I keep saying this, and you probably guys are getting sick of me saying this, but you can't get mad for any decisions that Mancini makes because he deserves to whatever decision he's made until now has been pretty much spot on. So. Even if he wants to stand Brian Cristante, I'll let him. I'll let him. Yeah, and it was a surprise that he brought on Brian Cristante instead of bringing on Locatelli or Piscina, uh, who both of them didn't even get a, get some minutes today, which was a massive surprise. But you know, Mancini thought, and this was this was one of my worries the, before the match: the height in midfield. You know, Witzel and Tielemans, um, especially Witzel, much taller than the Italian midfielder. So I guess Cristante got in there for the physicality and the height. Um, you know, he plays centre back a lot of times for some Roma as well, so he knew that probably he's, he's a little bit superior to Locatelli in that field. So it was a very tactical, thought-out decision by Mancini there, which probably raised a lot of eyebrows when it happened. But it worked. It worked in the end. <laughs> What's those twats Neville and Vieira saying? Well, Vieira's team is out anyway. And, um, you know, if they're talking about intensity, you tell me, like, that's this it's Italy team. That's... How many teams have you seen play with that intensity, like that? The man, the tempo that Italy played with the pressing, that, that was, that was, you know, that's a, it's, they play like a Premier League team. You know, it was like up and down. It was like a Premier League match at times, where Italy kept up with that rhythm. And a lot of the times, this is what in Europe Italian teams have a struggle when the tempo is raised. You know, because Serie A has played a little bit of a slower tempo. These Italian teams usually, and the international team as well, as a consequence of the style of play in Italy 
usually suffers when the tempo is high, but this team is not. This is a modern team that plays with a high tempo. And yeah, as Amit says, Gary Neville, what are you saying now, brother? What are you saying now? And uh, I mean, it's lining up. It could be lining up for a, for a Gary Neville, you know, derby in the final. It could be Italy versus England in the final, the way he's lining up. But let's not get ahead of ourselves, because obviously it's Spain next. <laughs> Kiesa finishes like me when I play FIFA. Yeah, man, this, but the way this guy, you know, by the time he gets into his shooting position, he's done so many things. He's like, he's such a busy bunny isn't he like he's done a step over he's done a fake shot he's like sprinted like by the time he gets to the shooting position he's already like knackered and that's you know one of his weaknesses he's kind of lacks that kind of composure at times but he had that against austria when that goal so he'll he'll get better but yeah i'm happy with the with them with barella's game hey man that is going to be such a good midfield battle. And I can't wait to watch that midfield battle between, yeah, our midget midfield of Jorginho, Verratti, Barella, Orlo Catelli versus, you know, Pedri, Busquets, um, Coque or Thiago. Like, those are elite midfields fighting it out. Like, this, that is going to be super interesting. I can't wait to watch that match, man. That is going to be so, so good. Yeah, yeah, like I said, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. In England still need to do the work. I'm not saying that they're going to get to the final. They still need to get past Ukraine. And then it'll probably be, um, you know, Denmark or whoever. Let's see who will be next for them. But it is kind of looking like that, you know, in like they did in the World Cup, a little bit of a Mickey Mouse run now after the that Germany win. But yeah, you never know in this tournament. We saw Switzerland today took Spain right to the end. They surprised me once again, Switzerland. You know, I thought Spain would win a little bit easier than they did today. But they, once again, Spain, a lot, I thought they started converting chances, but they wasted so many chances today again. But in this tournament, all the teams are well prepared. All the teams, you can't, you know, even these smaller teams, these guys, just everyone's physically fair. You can't call anyone, you can't, you know, call, call anyone out. And yeah, this is this is a great point, Akash. Italy just shifts gear at will. At some point, you know, Italy slow the game down, and then all of a sudden, it'll be a long ball in behind to to Spinazzola, who somehow, you know, all, he's the highest guy forward, and everything changes quickly. It's just it's such a well-oiled machine. It really reminds me of Conte's into this uh, this Mancini team, but a lot more technical, less on the <laughs> little bit less green turn, a little bit less, you know, long. Big ball up to Lautaro Lukaku, Bomo interplay between the midfield. But the way some of the patterns are very recognized, are clear. Speaking of uh, the play pattern, we once again saw, um, let me pull up a tweet from the Premier League panel. Italy's second goal is an example of a pattern of play that's occurred throughout the tournament. Spinozola pushing high up to pin back the opposition right wing back and allowing Insigne to drift into the half left half space. And we talked about this space here, which um, Insigne likes to pick up a lot, um, it's like it's it's almost like clockwork. You know, teams know that we're going to do it now because we've been doing it the whole tournament, but they can't stop it. And um, Insigne, when he's in in this form, this is when he can be devastating. And this is the Insigne that we we've been waiting to play. We've been waiting to see. Sorry, how are England getting so far? They look so unconvincing and out of ideas, bro. Apart from Italy, how many teams have looked convincing to you? Like Euro 2016, did you watch Portugal? They were, were they were one of the worst 
in terms of performance, one of the worst teams to ever win, not on like paper as a team, but as in the performances that led up to that win was so bad, you know, no wins in the group stage, extra time wins, you know, just stumbling through in the final, getting that goal from like, you know, nothing. France 2018 didn't look particularly great. Italy 2006, just, you know, getting the job done. That's how you win international tournaments, bro. Like this is England might look unconvincing to you, but zero goals conceded in the whole tournament until now. Southgate knows this is the pragmatic way, is the way forward in the international in the international football. You don't need to play nice football, international football to 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 be successful. And you know, it's just how it is. You make sure you don't concede, and then with the quality England have, individual quality, they're right up there. England, one of the best teams in the world, with the you know the, so many options up front. And um, they're doing they're doing the job even with Harry Kane misfiring. This is this this they might look unconvincing and they are unconvincing. But to me, that's Southgate is convincing me that he's he's he's, he's becoming a really good coach because his pragmatism is what reaps result in the international stage. You saw Deschamps Deschamps France teams basic as four four two trying to counter attack uh, teams. And it works. And, you know, England, you know, matched up against Germany, you know, won the ball back a couple of times, counterattacked them and scored like and punished them. And a couple of times, you know, Pickford came through for them or Muller misses the chance. But that's the luck you need to win a tournament. So I know everyone's hating on England, but this they deserve to be where they are right now. Yeah, yeah, less, yeah, definitely. Denmark have turned out. You know, everyone was talking about those dark horses. They actually have turned out to be the the dark horses. Let's win these Euros for Spinazzola. Oh, great point from Juventus era. Yeah, his Euros are over, but let's do it for Spina, man. Let's let's use that as like a bonding for the team. You know, bring everyone together. But it's a little bit worrying, man. Emerson is not on that same level. Um, as Spinazzola, but I have faith in him, you know, before he was actually the starting left back before this tournament for Mancini seemed to really love him, even though he barely played for Chelsea. So we'll, we'll keep faith in Mancini and Emerson. Italy never lost that defensive DNA, although Mancini plays possession football. Exactly, man. You can see these guys, even though it's a different Italian team, they still have that spirit. And that's the, what Bonucci and Chiellini bring, you know, that, 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 that never die spirit you know fight until the end love defending put your head where it hurts type um type um behavior england is a replica of portugal euro 2018 uh 2016 but yeah i wouldn't play better than that euro that portugal team bro like they didn't even win like at least england won two out of the three group stage games like that that portugal team finished third like it's getting to that it could you could compare them but it's not that bad Everyone just wants to see England getting humbled. Hey, man, you, you guys just uh, can't, they're not letting in these guys getting a little enthusiastic. Like, you know, let, let them be enthusiastic. There's good things happening. They go to the semi finals of a World Cup in 2018. And now, you know, they beat Germany, who always used to beat them. Like, let these guys have some happiness, guys. <laughs> I don't know why you got so much beef with the, with the English. Oh, damn, Daniele, is that true? The. Is it being confirmed? This is a ruptured Achilles. Wow, that's a long time. That's a very serious injury. That's the injury um, Witzel had actually. It took him six months. But a lot of it's difficult, very difficult injury to come back from because the Achilles is the 
bit of your foot or your or your leg where you put all your weight in is very underrated. Someone, one of my friends had a ruptured Achilles and he's not played football for, for a few years now because he says he just can't put his weight on it. But I'm sure, you know, footballers probably get, you know, much better treatment. Yeah, we talked about Spinazzola, his injury issues. You know, I, I was saying he was the original. Stefano was saying he was the one that used to be super injury prone. And I know Inter fans have been like, you know, oh, we should have signed him, this, that. But there was, he did fail a medical, or Marotta was unsure about his actual, um, there were some medical issues or concerns with him. And this has been the first season where he's got some decent playing time regularly. Um, you know, he was always had injury issues at Atalanta and Juventus. So that's the, that's the, that's the, the, the with these players, man. It's, uh, it's such a shame, you know, Sensi. Um, Verratti is always kind of similar, not as bad, but yeah, it's a shame that these guys are made of uh, made of made of glass. Oh, Sky Sports Italia reported it, so yeah, very good source. So, what a shame! So that probably means that Roma might have to dip into this transfer market if it's a ruptured Achilles. That's a long term, it's a long term injury. Mourinho might have to look at another left back unless he wants to play Davide Santon um, for Roma. But yeah, man, I'm. Uh, it's time to go to sleep. I'm sorry about those first two minutes because my mic again was messing up. I was talking to a muted mic for two minutes, but you guys stuck it through. <laughs> I don't know why you guys even even like stayed there for two minutes. I wouldn't be like, yo, this guy doesn't even know that his mic is muted. I would have just left. But appreciate you guys. Um, so gas, man. On to the semis. Let's have it. Spain, the Espanyols. We'll take it, man. Obviously, we'll do a full full match preview. Um, make sure you guys leave a thumbs up, man. Leave a thumbs up for Spinazzola. Get well soon, Spina. Leave a thumbs up for Barellino. Big, big performance. Big match player. For Insignia's Carla. For Donnarumma. For Bonucci Chiellini. Yeah, guys. I'll see you for the next one, which obviously will be the Spain preview. And if you're Inter fans, don't worry. I'm, I'm going to do more Inter content coming soon. But yeah, buonanotte a tutti, good night everyone. Forza Italia, forza Inter.